Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, good morning, everybody. From the locker room, Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas, and I just want to take a moment to start off this week. A little bit of a downer in the sense of this, but uh, I want to acknowledge the passing of a great friend, my brother, Max's brother, Wes's brother, all of Steelers Nation's brother, that would be Tunchilkin. Yesterday was two years uh, before he got promoted two years ago to heaven, and he's with Jesus now, and it's all good, but it's just uh, it's always a, a tough time when you start the season off, and I'm excited. You got San Fran coming in. I know Chalooch is going to be having a front-row seat there, uh, getting a good look, but the fact of the matter is acknowledging our brother passing, it was it's a big thing. In my in my book, no, it absolutely is, and you know it, it, it's one of those anniversaries you don't look forward to. But you know when, when you think about the life that Tunch lived, and, and how he just was so nice and gracious to everybody, and what he meant to Steelers Nation, um, it's something that we take great pride mm. in honoring, um, even though we know it's not the best one to honor, but it is right to honor him. And a tremendous man, a Hall of Honor man. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, and not only in our books, but also in Jesus. Yes. Yeah, all-time 33. <laughs> I mean, we, we can go on and on. Yeah. But, uh, you know, definitely, hopefully, Wolf, you light, you lit one up last night for Tunch. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've yeah. had a cigar or two in his, <laughs> with him, although he's been yeah. in heaven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let, let hey let let the smoke cloud raise up there. Let them know. There let them know you you're go. thinking about them. There, there you it go. is. We raise a hallelujah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So we love you, Chalooch. And uh, this is a big week, big week here. You know, you think big about it. Week. This is I, I I can't even begin to really quantify kind of how much uh, I was like I was like wide awake this morning. Like bam, you know how you were ready. Yeah, you well, were you ready, know, Max. You know what game it's plan like. day. This is the real <laughs> deal. Now the stuff is real. All the training camp, all the preseason, all the you know the 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 stuff going on that surrounds it. It's coming together, and the San Fran boys hit town, and it's going to be a great game, I think. No, it, it absolutely is, and and this is what you live for, right? This is what the off season, the preseason, all of the annoyances, the pain. The the doldrums, they're over. They're, no, now 
anytime I step on that field in Acrisure or anybody else's stadium across the greater United States of America, <laughs> it's for realsy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We play yes, for keeps. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, no doubt. We, about we it. offer no quarter and we and we give no quarter. You know, it, it's no. We're we're here. If you watch it, like I don't know if you got to do this this weekend. Obviously, I called a couple games. But week one college football was the appetizer. It got you ready for the NFL action. And there were some amazing, even one last night, Wolf. I mean, Duke stunning Clemson, 28-7. to seven. What? I couldn't they believe that. Be, they hadn't beaten them since, what, like 2004 or something like that was the last time they'd beaten them. They, no, I'm sorry. It would be longer than that. Because they they snapped a twenty eight game losing streak against Duke. So. There you go. So it was one thousand never. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, you know what's funny? Steve Spurrier was the head coach of Duke the last. Time I was they just going to say, Max, it was your guy Spurrier the last time that they beat him. Yeah. That's, hey, hey, the old ball coach. All right, man, let's do it. The old, that's the old ball coach here. That's oh, right. That's HBC. What game? What games did you call? So I had uh, UVA Tennessee down in Nashville um, for for the kickoff classic. So we were actually in the Titan Stadium, in Nissan Stadium, uh, kicking that one off. And, and it was a good game for the first half. And then, of course, you know, Tennessee being a top top 15 team that they are, kind of, kind of woke up. And, of course, you know, UVA was on the field with some heavy hearts because the last time they had taken the field before that was right before the tragic shooting on, on the campus oh, of UVA. Out. Mm. Uh, and, and so three, three of the UVA football players lost their lives. And that another one mm. was, uh, was wounded, um, but recovered. And he actually played in the game, Mike Hollins. Um, so it was, um, it was one of those things you look back on it and you just like, man, I mean, the fact that they had the goal, it was 294 days since they had gotten on a field and competed and played in a game, their season was cut short. So, I mean, a lot of emotions, and, and their defense, I mean, did the job. The offense just didn't quite get into a rhythm um, early enough, and, you know, Tennessee was Tennessee. They just they continued to roll. So that was my first game. Then I had the Black College Hall of Fame game, which was an honor. I went to Canton. It was done at Tom Benson Stadium there at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Morehouse, Virginia Union played, and Virginia Union looked like a beast. But, I mean, Morehouse, kind of similar to UVA, right? The defense – was keeping them in the game for so long and so long, and the offense wasn't giving them much. And they had two turnovers, and the second turnover lit a spark under Virginia Union, and they went off and just reeled off four straight touchdown drives after that. Um, but, but you know, a tremendous opportunity for HBCUs to be on the national stage on NFL Network. I did that with Bucky Brooks and uh, Steve Weish, and it was, it was a lot of fun. It was my, fir- it was my first HBCU classic game. And uh, I, w- I was really excited. I saw Doug Williams, Leslie Frazier. Um, oh, cool. And I saw Mel Blunt down on the field. I saw uh, Donnie Shell down on the field. They honored them because 35 of the Black College Hall of Famers, they're 112, are pro football Hall of Famers as well. How about so, that? So it was a star-studded affair, and it was, it was a lot of fun. And I just got back home yesterday. So I did not labor on Labor Day, but I did travel on Labor Day. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was laboring for you. Right. That's right. That's Flying right. Hey, shout out to the yeah. shout out to the pilots, the cleaners, and the flight attendants. Uh, we appreciate you. Absolutely, no question about it. Now I got to ask you, which which venue had the better food? Ooh, it was definitely Nissan. Nissan definitely yeah. had the better spread in that situation. Okay, Tom Benson wasn't bad, but you know, 
Like, I, I opted for the salad. <laughs> Could, did, now, you let know. me ask you, did you overdo it on, uh, you know, at the Nissan Stadium? So then you felt you had to go you know, a la ensalada there? It wasn't necessarily at Nissan Stadium. It was the city of Nashville that made me okay. overdo it. Because yeah. I, had, I had, some, had some great Italian, some barbecue. So Italian. Yeah. So I, going on yeah, there. Italian. No yeah. kidding. You sound like my dad now. Italian. He'd talk yeah, about it, yeah. the Yakabuchis down the street. Yeah, that, the Yakabuchis. Yeah. They're Italian. <laughs> yeah, they're my Italians. My dad. Yeah. <laughs> but so you went you went, and you had a, a ton of uh, Italian and you had some barbecue. That's an interesting mix. Well, it was on different days. It wasn't like the same city. Okay. It wasn't like I went, you know, like Golden Corral. Like, oh, let me get a lasagna and ribs. Hey, you know, don't you like mock that. Golden Corral. That's one of my I'm not points. mocking it. I was just saying it's not like I went to Golden Corral. <laughs> okay. That's all I said. It was not in negatory. It was an enhancement of, I swear. Um, <laughs> I didn't go to a unnamed buffet that's cold and growl. Okay, how about that? Got it. Got it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, it was on two separate days. So so yeah, but uh, but no, I mean it was fun, and you felt. I mean, I'm you know you miss the full on excitement, anxiety of the moment when it counts. Mm-hmm. And that kind of just it it wets your appetite. And I mean, there was there was some heck of a game. I mean, the night before Sunday night football, you know, or say say Sunday night college football. Don't want to get any naming right issues. <laughs> the LSU FSU game. FSU came out as a top ten matchup, five versus eight, and FSU just absolutely smoked LSU after Brian Kelly made some, made some unsavory comments about FSU and how they're going to kick their butts. How about um, that? Exactly. I was like, wow, okay, calling your shot. Um, only problem is he did not check to see if uh, if the rest of his team was co-signing. <laughs> but, uh, but a tough match. But, I mean, so you saw these, a couple of teams. I mean, like Oregon and Ole Miss scoring 70-plus points. And then on Saturday, Dion shocking the world, beating TCU. How about NTCU for his first game. I mean, Travis Hunter and Shadur Sanders looked awesome. How about in the Shador? matchup? Come on, I get mean, out of town. Most passing yards in Colorado history? What? Come on. Say it ain't so, Slash. <laughs> say it ain't so. I'm sitting there going, you got to yeah. be kidding me. He come out through for, what, 5, 10, and 4 TDs? I yeah. mean, Gadzooks, yeah. man. That man was chucking that pigskin. He was. And he had, what, three different receivers for go for over 100 yards receiving and a touchdown each. Travis Hunter had a touchdown and had an interception in the same game, played over a hundred snaps that game on offense and defense. Uh, yeah, he had 10, I think 10 catches, 117 yards in the TD, and then also had an interception and a couple tackles on defense. That, that, that's, that's Charles Woodson esque. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you're talking about talking about looking at a player, let's see if he can sustain it throughout the whole season. He might, he might be up there for that, for that, that really cool trophy that college players get. And that you know was, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. One of those, uh, the ones where you got to make a pose, you know? But, exactly. Exactly. It looks yoga-esque, but it's like, <laughs> get off me at the same time. <laughs> yoga-esque. Hey, We're talking about, about the Heisman. <laughs> yeah. How hot was it, though? I mean, I was thinking about that oh. one dude playing both ways in 95-degree heat. Yeah, and, well, and think about that. On top of that, that's just the heat coming down. That's not the surface temperature that's bouncing Correct. back in your face as well. Right. 
Um, it was, it, I mean, you're talking about well over 100 degrees. Um, it was 117 at our game because, you know, because Nissan Stadium, so this year, they're the first stadium ever. I had, had to talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it now, Wolf. Um, that is the first stadium to use um, biodegradable type of products in the infill. So, and it's this helix design where it's kind of like swirled so that when you, you kick it up, it goes back down and the grass bounces back a lot easier to make it more grass-like. And they use cork and coconut shells. You're kidding me. In the infill. They don't use the black tire rubbery stuff. Right. It's, uh, it's, it's cork and coconut shells. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. The advancements yeah, just, in, in field, fields and turf technology. Oh, Got to figure man. out how to get... Got to figure out how to get rid of those coconuts, you know? I mean, because after you drink it, I mean, there's really no use for it until now. Now it's like, save your coconuts. Bring it to the stadium. <laughs> of course, it wouldn't work in, like, Minnesota or somewhere where there's not a lot of coconuts. But but then you get people throwing them from the stands. <laughs> That's, That's true. And those hurt problem. a lot worse. They yeah. hurt a lot, a lot worse than other citrus products. Um, <laughs> those would hurt. I, like I've, had, I've had oranges, oranges thrown at me. Yeah, I have too. Okay. I have too. FSU, 2000. The FSU was going to the Orange Bowl. So their fans decided to delight us with what they're about to do in about a month. And they threw frozen oranges at us ah. um, as, we left the, as we left the field. So, yeah. Well, circa not, not a great feeling. Late 1970s at West Virginia, down in Morgantown. At least they didn't throw couches at us. Uh, more mountaineers or were flaming thrown, couches. Yeah, or flaming couches. <laughs> yeah. El Flambe couches. They, yeah, exactly. they were chucking oranges at the orange men of Syracuse because we were the orange men back then. Wow, the mockery of it all. I know. Think about that. Throwing citrus yeah. at you. I mean, I on. mean, at, le- at least we were in the citrus state of Florida. You know, it kind of made sense, right? We right. produce a lot of oranges, so they're available. You know, you could get them off trees locally, but. I don't know where you get those in West Virginia. You know, you, they, they had to buy a sack of those and, like, dis, disperse them amongst the crowd, right? Well, exactly. Well, here's the thing. I got hit with a slice. So, at least they were cutting them up. You know what I mean? It was nice of the Morgantown ears, you know, to kind of throw. Well, they're, they're, they're expensive up there. Yeah, it's a little yeah, expensive. If, you, if, it has so. to, if it has to travel in a truck to get to you, it costs a little bit more. <laughs> Yeah, they were throwing whole ones at us, Wolf, because they're they were getting plentiful. the whole enchilada, huh? Yeah, I got the whole thing. I got the whole thing. Orange juice, fresh pressed against my shoulder pads. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. You know. Oh, my gosh. Now, shifting back to this week, because uh, we, I guess that's what we need to do. Uh, two big stories starting to materialize here now. I, and, of course, it's been going on during training camp, but uh, number one, of course, is Nick Bosa is still unsigned as of this morning. Now, uh, Jeremy Fowler is, is saying that it's likely the deal is going to get done, but the availability window for, for uh, Nick Bosa to participate this weekend is rapidly closing. The second thing is George Kittle, and we got to wait for the, the injury report doesn't come out till Wednesday, but George Kittle is, hasn't been practicing with a groin pole. And a groin pole is a – that's – that's not a fun thing, let me tell you. So I, Especially when you're running. Yeah, yeah, when you're running and you got to make uh, quick, uh, you know, shifts and directional changes and up and down and you get hit and whacked and everything. That's not a good thing. You know, my, my this is how crazy my brother Ronnie is, all right? He had a groin pull one time. He shot it. Oh. Uh, th- think about that. Ooh. He shot. Ooh, he, yeah, no. I, I was just like, no, 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 no. I 
homie can't do that man i mean that was can't do that at all we're we are we are not doing that that (laughs) especially in that location because that's that's a local shot right yeah that's not like a general like "Ah, i'm just gonna put it in a meaty part of the body no 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 no, no. that's going directly to the site (laughs) and i don't know about you but that inner thigh location no that's too sensitive it hurts a lot of nerve endings over there. A lot of nerve endings. <laughs> yep. I don't care how big of a quadzilla you are. I don't care how much you squat. You're sensitive there. That, yes. <laughs> there is a sensitivity there, my friend. So yes. I, I look at this and I go, all right, Nick Bosa being down. Wow. Okay, that could be problematic. Yeah. Now, this reminds me, years ago, Max, as a young player I was in the in the latter part of the age. Well, I wasn't young in NFL years. I was probably year seven or eight, we're playing the Buff Bills. And Bruce Smith, I got kicked out to tackle again during this period of time when all the tackles were hurt. You. And I was I was the tallest of the guards by a half inch. So I had to go out to tackle, right? So I got to play the great Bruce Smith. So on Monday, the injury report comes out, and he's, he's iffy. Tuesday, still iffy. Wednesday. Thursday comes out, he's declared out. He can't play. Cameras come in my face. Hallelujah. No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. Cameras come, and they're immediately in my face. I spend the next three minutes lamenting the fact that, unfortunately, I wouldn't be able to play him. I was looking forward to it. One of the all-time greats. You look forward to testing yourself. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. The camera goes off. He walks away, and all of a sudden, I get a tap on the shoulder. I turn around, touches right behind me, and he looks at me with that Cheshire cat grin. He goes, you lie. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I, I was about, because what I was about to say was, Okay, did they they must have gotten the shot from the waist up. They didn't see your knees shaking as you were making those comments, did they? <laughs> you lie. I looked right at him. I go, do you think I pulled it off? Was it convincing? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. To the common lay folk, does it did, did it sell? Did it sell? <laughs> Oh my goodness! Let me tell you something. Oh, it would have been great to do battles. And you start doing like the 1920s Irishmen, like boxing stands. Ah, yeah, looking like the Notre Dame mascot. You know, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, all right, my friend, let's go to break. When we come back, and you're up. You can uh, let you can uh, do whatever you want. I can right? lament further. You can lament further. <laughs> you can give us an ex- a moment in your your career, maybe when you had a similar experience. But we got to find out: Is Nick Bosa? gonna be playing this weekend it'll be interesting all this and more in the locker room after this is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, back inside the locker room here. Week one, season opener kickoff. Two days away from the official start 
of the NFL season with Thursday night football. Of course, the Lions going down to the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. That kicks it all off, but we don't care about that. We care about Sunday, 1 p.m. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. There you go. Uh, to quote the great Al Roker, um, we have the, the the Frisco kids coming into town, San Francisco 49ers. And as you know, um, we kind of preface this, Kittle, question mark. Nick Bosa, triple question mark. <laughs> One's got an injury, one's got a contract issue. Um, so, waiting to see how that's going to unfold. Obviously, this is Tuesday. This is the official NFL day of rest. So, nothing to be reported. Um, we will have uh, Mike Tomlin's press conference, though. His first press conference of the regular season coming up today. But, most importantly, um, you know, we have regular season football. It counts Everything's on the line. And, you know, Wolf, as I look at this, I mean, how ready can Nick Bosa be if he still is not there by, like, let's just say Wednesday? You know, that's a very interesting question. I don't think it's a matter of him, um, you know, taking a long time to get with it. But there's, there's something about going through training camp that prepares you physically for the ability to withstand all the the forces that you encounter out on the field there's something of that you know going through camp and and the build up and 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 day after day a little wackeration there where you, your tendons your ligaments the soft tissues they become acclimated to what is coming and i've i don't know about you but it, there seems to be in my mind now I don't have this is you know just empirical stuff just off the top of my very flat head. Guys that miss camp and come in and play right away, there's a danger of injury factor that accompanies that in my mind. That's the way I see it. Now whether there's a factual basis for that or not, I don't know. But I do know this. We saw the example of Cincinnati last year, you know, and that was with guys who hadn't played at all in the preseason, and it took him a while to ramp up to game speed. If you remember, the great Cam uh, uh, Hayward went and sacked uh, Joe Burrow like on the first or second play. Um, to me, I, I think right now Nick Bosch has got himself in a, in a, in a pinch. If you come in now, um, I don't think that you're going to see the best representation of Nick Bosa. Yeah, no, and I think, you know, it does a disservice if you can't, acclimate i mean that's the reason why you go through what that week of no pads and training camp to get yourself yeah. ready <laughs> yeah hello to then wear pads so you're talking about less than a week for a guy who sat out all of training camp all of preseason and you're just gonna throw him out there on the field listen i i you know um I, I, I'm all for vets getting rest days, but I mean, rest months um, are a little bit much. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want to do disservice to your player. You don't want to throw Nick Bosa out there week one and then you don't have a week 17. Exactly. You know, when, when it's like really crunch time because he ramped up too fast, went into it, it, up against guys who were already warmed up, who were already lathered up, calloused up from the attrition of training camp and preseason games 
and you're just going to throw him out there. I know, listen, I know he's a freak and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's special and does all this weird stuff with his diet and his training habits. But it once again, and the quote, the, the words of, of Iron Mike, right? Everybody has a plan to get punched in the mouth. Yeah. And, you know, for Nick Bosa, yes, he does more punching than getting punched. But when you haven't, when you haven't been in the ring sparring, mm-hmm. Mark, as, as Coach Tomlin likes to say, right? Yep. In order to box, you got to spar. Yep. And if you ain't sparred, how are you going to go out there and box without taking a lot of damage in the process? I mean, you could Rocky Balboa your way through it, but there's going to be some long-term residual effects because of that. There's no question in my mind, Max, you're right on. And also, the fact that I, I'm trying to the, – the weather report, is it going to be hot throughout the weekend? I, I didn't – I forgot to check it, that. It's, it's it's hot today. It's yeah. 93 here today. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, but. I, I think it's heat, but it might cool down just a little bit before – hold on. I, I will tell you, um, you know, since I have to be weather central as well. Uh, where's Wes Euler when you need him? <laughs> I know. He's, he's a meteorologist off too. Yeah. I mean, you need a I ninja. I know. I know. Can I get Jeez, a ninja, please? It. Exactly. Exactly. Where's CJ at? Where's CJ? I think he's off doing he, something for, uh, exactly. for the he's Tomlin off press conference. Well. Yeah, yeah, see, exactly. We're, all right, here's Wes. We need a okay. ninja. We need a weather no, report for Sunday. No, the high is supposed to be 74, though, on Sunday. That's it? High is 74, oh. low is 61, 34% chance of rain and thunderstorms. Oh, no. Yeah, Max is correct. Weatherman Max is correct, according to my calculations as well. Yeah. Why are you saying yeah. oh, no? Oh, no. I mean, because. It's better than 91 degrees out are there. Are you kidding me? If we, if we get Nick Bosa in here, and you know, he, he's like uh, just signed up. Shoot the flamethrower, Adam Wolf. Shoot the flamethrower. He lives in California. He's not a pasty Northeast boy like us. That's, He's used to this. That's heat. all right. You you know, you get that hot weather and coming in. he has a in. house in Florida. I mean, oh. you know. Yeah, he, he's like Max. He's not like me. You, well, okay. pasty yeah. Northeast boys like yeah. us, that would take us down. Yeah, I, He's used to it. Yeah, I come he, was, he was born in it. He was molded <laughs> by it. All you my merely people's... adapted it. Oh. You merely adopted the flamethrower, Craig Wolfley. <laughs> All my peoples are northeastern from the Germanic barbaric tribes, you know? Same. I mean, we're all, we're got, all 30 weight oil, you know? I, I, mean, got you a, get that. I got a lot of limey blokes in my bloodline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Well, hey, okay, we could take weather out of it. We, okay, just, take the we weather just say out. That? We'll take weather out. But you know what else? Here's a bright spot. There possibly might not be a George Kittle sighting. That's that, true, that, too. That. Well, at least in shoulder pads. He might be on the sidelines, but he yeah. might be in shoulder pads, potentially. Uh, but we'll obviously wait for the official word um, come Wednesday. Uh, but, I mean, as as we look at this, you know, it's going to be a good matchup. Apparently, the, the Frisco kids are the early favorites. I don't know why, but they are. Um, I would have thought that we would have probably been in better position um, for – for uh, for a positive note, as far as giving us a little bit of little bit of props, but right now San Francisco is a two and a half point favorite in the game coming to Afrosure. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't. I don't like that. No, like definitely that. not. But I mean, look at it. Kittle last time. All right, last game, 2019. Uh, the Steelers in the in, in the San Fran boys played, and Kittle had six catches for 57 yards. Okay, that's not a bad day of holding them down, but. This is a guy that right now he's averaging over 80 yards a game throughout his career. 
I mean, he's second only to Travis Kelsey in total catches and numbers and stuff during the same time period, as far as I know. So, I mean, th- this guy is demonstrably a very huge part of that offense, as Nick Bosa is of that defense. And, yeah, you know, I mean, there, there's always the part of me, I, you want to see the, see these guys. I mean, look at Nick Bosa and T.J. Watt. What a headliner of two apex predators having at it at Acrisure Stadium. I mean, to me, you know, because I don't have to block either one. <laughs> I'm safely ensconced up in the radio booth with uh, Bill Hillgrove. Um, you know, to me, that's the matchup that just kind of like goes over, over, boom, everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, and, and they're both, and they also both have little brother syndrome, right? Good point by you. You know, so they're, so they're, they're constantly trying to outshine their older brothers who were the first ones in the league, you know? True. I mean, TJ has JJ, yes. Nick has Joey, and you're just like, okay, I've I've got I've got to break out. I want to break free. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> a little queen action right there. Um, you know, out of their shadows. Get and that so, high note, Max. Hit it. It's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I have to carry the low note for the family because Oakley is now a tenor for life. Um, <laughs> we're not going to get too deep into that. Uh, yeah, going to get Louise on yeah, that one, buddy. Yeah, my fellow, he's looking at me right now. He's, he's just he's like, disappointed you got to be me. me. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it, it, and that, that there's something about that, right? It's the younger brother wanting to outdo the older brother. Um, and so you see that in both TJ and and Nick's play. And, you know, for, for, for Nick, they, and the funny thing is him and TJ have a very similar get off. Have you noticed that? Wolf? Yeah, they do. The low, the low crouching yep. four point, like almost sprinter S track yep. star angled in stance. And so they're very similar players when you look at them. So, I mean, I, I'm really just excited to see, you know, how it, but, but also, but TJ only plays one side of the ball. Nick rotates on sides of the ball. Like yes, he goes he does. and tries to find the best, the best match. But TJ's like, you know what? I'll take whoever lines up over me. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, yep. it's just, it is what it is. Tight end, running back, fullback, H-back, tackle, guard. I don't care. Bring them all. Nick's like, let me go find the best matchup. Yeah. Let, let, let me go find a guy that's just not quite as maybe, – maybe I can have some success over here. Oh, I can't? Okay, let me go to the other side. Maybe I'll have more success here. So he travels. Um, so Dan Moore and Chooks will both probably – will see a good, a good bit of uh, Bosa if he plays. If, he does not yes. play, then we don't then – then you can cut this segment out. Yes. But uh, – <laughs> But as it stands right now, I never put anything past Nick Bosa or the Niners just wanting to get off on the right foot because, you know, they're going to have some offensive question marks, you know? Absolutely. Um, because I just – I just, I, this doesn't look like the team of the year. And I know Brock Purdy, you know, was a wonder kid last year. Uh, Mr. Irrelevant became very relevant, wins the job. They forced the trade of Trey Lance. But going into the season knowing that it's – it's Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold. Exactly. And here's the thing. Yeah. You got yeah. you got a lot of film on Brock Purdy now. You yeah. got you got a book on him. You know, so it's yeah. not like he's just arriving in each NFL stadium last year as a newbie. Uh, they've seen what this guy can yeah. do. And hey, let's let's face it. He he did a good job, a very good job. But the fact he, of the matter is the NFC Championship. Yeah. yeah. There's no question about it. But the fact of the matter is that when when 
defensive coordinators get a second bite at the apple, things tend to change a little bit, and we'll we'll get an opportunity to see if he will change at all. But I, I look at this. I, Nick Bosa to that defense is just like T.J. Watt to our defense. There's no question. But there is also a stat out there, and i got to get it right because right now there's too, too much uh, jambalaya in it. But right now they're saying that Nick Bosa literally in two years has got more sacks and pressures than the remaining four guys that are on the defensive line total. I mean, think about that. That's huge. The fact that you can pressure the – this guy is so huge in their, their pass rush and their defense overall – that he's literally out-totaling the rest of the guys on the defensive line. It's very interesting. But that's what Nick Bosa means to this team. And the fact that he travels and plays over both sides. Now, he's got he had 18.5 sacks last year. But of those 18.5 sacks, 12 of them came when he lined up over the left tackle. You know, so that's his yeah. preferred side where he's, you know, he, he's a, a major sacker over there. So, you know what? I'm sitting there <laughs> – I'm sitting. You should see. There's Coach Tom Bradley just stuck his face right in the window, and it's it's an ugly mug. I got to tell you, that is one of the ugliest mugs. Coach Tom Bradley just <laughs> entered into the <laughs> studio here. You got to say hello to the people now, Coach D. All right? Hello, people. How yeah. are you doing? Yeah, that's Max on doing? the line. There. Is that all great? Yeah. That's awesome, what? Mac. How you doing? What's up, Coach? Doing good. Doing well, good. <laughs> we we have drop-ins, man. This is great. You know. <laughs> Thank you. He was he was looking for the restroom or the broom closet. He, that's the only reason why he found you, Wolf. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Coach Tom. What a guy. Yeah. <laughs> he just wanted to come in and interrupt the show, he said. Oh, my God. Oh, I love funny. it. What a guy he is. I love that guy. But, you know, going back to and the significance of Nick Bosa and his ability to play on both sides and travel, and one of the things you watch, if you watch some tape, you know, they they run a lot of twists, and they will use Bosa as the trailer in a three-man game. That's a long ways to be trailing coming around, but he make he can make the play because that guy is so – he's 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 got that suddenness thing, you know. He's, he's it's suddenness like a sneeze. You know, he's he got suddenness like, like uh, Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th. Did you ever see that dude in the movie? He just shows up. I mean, it's like you're just going, huh, huh, going along. It's a bam. There he is with the knife and the mask. How's that happen? You know, it's that suddenness, yeah. that ability yeah. to accelerate and get in your face, you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's the quick trigger, right? Yes. Quick trigger. Yes. <laughs> but uh, before we go to break, Wolf, I do want to also make mention that the Steeler captains have been announced. Oh, yes, yes, and- yes. And I think we should come back with that. And then, of course, we have a special guest at 11. So we might whet the appetites of the listeners um, with the the segment or the column that he does every single week. Yes. When we come back here inside the locker room as Wolf, Starks, Ninjas. I don't know if we've seen a squirrel yet, but I thought that was a ferret. Um, but we'll Tom be back Bradley. in a minute. <laughs> it was Tom Bradley. It was Tom Bradley. <laughs> ferret face. All right. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back in a minute here on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. 
the F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, the captains are in. That's right. They uh, put the ca- installed the captains over the weekend, and they came up with the usual suspects, as in Captain Cam Hayward, and, of course, T.J. Watt representing the defense, Miles Killebrew representing the special forces, of course. And then we got a new one, though, and that's Kenny Pickett is now the captain of the offense. And, Max, do any of those surprise you? Uh, no. Yeah. No, it does not. <laughs> the short answer is uh, no. I mean, that, that that's kind of uh, where we stand. I mean, you look at Cam and T.J., of course, duh. Uh, Kenny, duh, duh. Yeah. Um, he's, he's the QB1. Um, um, and Miles Killebrew. Miles has been a, a, a absolute special teams assassin um, over the last couple of years, and no surprise there. Core four special teams guy makes plays. Um, you know, the biggest one that I've witnessed since I've been a part of the broadcast team was that Buffalo game, right? Right. The punt block to the touchdown. Um, huge in week one, two years ago. And so, I mean, Miles Killebrew is a guy that is well deserving of the honor and uh, is a leader um, on that uh, in that phase of football. So, it is no surprise in this crew. Um, I can't even give you an honorable mention because I think we hit it right on the head with the four that we have. Exactly so. I mean, th- let's face it. You know, Ben was a captain for a number of his years, but he even got – he didn't even get to be captain until uh, he was, what, four or five years in? Three yeah. three or four, something like that. Because you got James Ferrier and you had Alan Fanica. So you already got, you know, you got some captains there that, that were of, of high distinction there. But uh, Kenny, in his second year, very interesting. And everybody is what – since what, day one have talked – about his leadership skills, his ability to marshal the resources of the guys, you know, understanding the overall complex of the offense as, as it has grown throughout his rookie year to now, where he's now, you know, fully capable of launching the whole offense and not having any big problems with it. This is, I mean, he, he's, he's large and in charge. That's the guy everybody talks about, the voice in the huddle. Well, now the voice has got the, uh, the, the captaincy. Yeah, the voice has the captaincy, and he has the hair to go with it. You know, he has, oh, that's he has true. nice hair. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you got to look the part, too. Well, that's true. You know, coming exactly. from a, a guy with no hair, that would be me. Um, you know, it's kind of. No, like, you don't say. You had hair when you played. Oh, though. yeah, back in the day. Let, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, let, 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 let's, let's, give, let's give your hair follicles up there at least a little. They, they did the job when they needed to. Oh, yeah. You know, they just yeah. don't need to anymore. Yeah, that's so, true. So, you know, they, 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 they retired. They, they they're said, tired. Wolf, you've got it, bud. You've you just, got it. It's all you. <laughs> it's all you. <laughs> and it's all gone. <laughs> but you could have it again, Wolf. With yeah. today's technology, well, you yes, could have it. I could you have could. luscious locks like Gorgeous George, the wrestler. Back in the day, huh? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you could go straight gorgeous, George. I mean, you you could go even Ric Flair, man. Woo. You know, the, woo. the nature, bo- na- nature yeah. boy hair. Woo! Yeah, you know? that was. I, I gave a weak that. woo. I gave a weak <laughs> you, Ric you Flair did. That woo. was more like a woo. Yeah, that was. That was <laughs> more like a wee than a woo. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. That definitely was lacking. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> Nobody did it better than the nature boy when he'd have a hold on a guy and the, guy, and the referee's looking and he goes, ask him. Ask him, ref. Does he want to tap out? Ask him. Yeah, I exactly. Love that. 
No, I mean the Nature Boy was just amazing, and those that the, the, was it the Irish whips, the the slaps across the chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh. How did we, we get on this subject? I don't know. But we, we were have, talking about your hair, and yeah. then it, it just devolved from there. But uh, but no, so entered. we have yeah yeah so we have so we have captains, and um, you know I love all of them. So it's really amazing to see those guys walking out week one to the middle of the field for the coin toss and being the first representation of this new Steeler squad. Exactly. You know, and I I think, Cam, this is like his 11th straight captaincy, if I recall, oh, God. somewhere you're, around you're, there. Well, he became a captain in 15, I thought. Oh, was it? Okay, so maybe. The first time I, I flunked math twice, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah, you got Okay, issues. because technically if he went 11 straight, that means he would have taken out one of – uh, James Ferrier's yeah, captain no, in 2011, and then Brett Kiesel in 12. Uh, RC was a captain in 13. Kiesel and Troy, oh no, sorry, Kiesel and, Kiesel and Ryan were in 13. Troy was the captain in 14, and we had two special teamers ah. at, cap, at captains, Robert Golden and Sean Sweesham. And then we get the entrance of 2015 Cam Hayward and William Gay okay. as the defensive captains uh, from that day. And then from that point forward, Cam Hayward had a stranglehold over it. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Eight in a row. All right. So I'm a, I'm a little off. <laughs> it's, it, you know, it, it happens to the best. It's the general area, you know? Happens. Horseshoes yeah, are angry. More or less. Well, look at this. TJ's only been a captain. This is his third time being a captain. This is right. Yeah, because yep. he did not get it in 21. His brother got it for special teams. That's so there's, right. There's That's technically right. been a Watt at captain for the last four years. It's just there was a Derek in between triple TJs. <laughs> now, Robert Golden. Robert, by the way, I yeah, saw Rob him this offseason down at uh, – uh, where were we at? Some island. Dominican Republic. That's right. We were down there. And what a tremendous job he's doing. I believe in Fresno he's got a school – and he is really developing young men and women. Just awesome dude. He and his wife doing some awesome stuff. But I remember when he was the special teams captain, I think three years in a row, 14, 15, 16, or 13, 14. I don't know. It's somewhere in there. Yep. 14, 15, 16. Look at you. Oh, man. I nailed that one. Wow. Nailed it. Even nailed it. As, as my- Pulled it out the iCloud. <laughs> As my uh, my uh, father-in-law used to say, he was an old coal miner, says even a blind squirrel finds an acorn every now and then, you know? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Broken clock I mean, is right twice a day. Uh, that That's true. Blind uh, dog in a meat house, right? I mean, you know. Oh, that that was but, said about me too back in the day. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know I, I just thought about this. Okay, who would have been honorable mention for a captaincy? Who would have been honorable mention? Interesting. Um Chris Boswell. Really? Wizard of Boz. The Wizard of Boz. No? I would get honorable mention, right? We're talking about honorable well, mention here. Just remember he came off a tough year last year. Um Yeah, he did. But yeah. he's still one of the guys you depend on. You, well, you get across true. the forty, guess what? Yeah. And, and remember early on, tough sledding. I mean, you th- he was kicking some some not so desirable field goal positions. That's you know true. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> when, when our offense was not quite the offense that it is, you know, from the end of the season to now, 
that wasn't the same offense. You know, he was – it was like, please get us across the 50-yard line so we could just send Boz out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, when you think about that, um, yes, it was some tough situations, but Bozzi has been, you know, all dependable for years. And we do put him in some awkward situations where he has to try and make these long – ill-weathered type of kick attempt. So I still I still give Boz the love. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like Boz Boz is tried and true and there's there's no question. You feel good when we're from the 40-yard end, don't you? Oh yeah. That we're going to come away with points. Yeah. But that was the area he missed most last year was the 40 to 45, you know, with you've got to be able to bang those and I, I got full confidence he will. It's just yeah. it's weird how last year was just Kind of like that other year, you know, several years ago. You know, you yeah. just kind of go through one of them ruts. And, uh, you know, the, the the guy's been so spot on, such a perfectionist, that you, you expect and, him to be that way every year, you know, and that's... Well, and the way the ball comes off his leg. Like, when his boot-to-ball sound yeah. is different than a lot of other guys. There you go. There, 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 there is, there is a lot of, a lot of emotion in that, in that kick. It sounds, I mean, it sounds like somebody's thrown like a baseball against a, like a tin roof at a hundred miles an hour. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got gotcha. you. It, it is, it is loud, and you're sitting inside of that tin, of that, of that tin house. Uh, right. When the ball hits, it's a boom. All right, <laughs> Mr. Boomer, we got to boom away because we got the great Bob Labriola. Coming up after this, after the break, we got Coach Labs on the spot right here in the locker room.